Overtime with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Hey, welcome back. That's uh, that's a week that's gone very quick indeed. And we just heard Lois Gaffer uh, talking about his lack of facial hair and his inability to grow it. He says that, <laughs> but whenever I see him, it looks like he's never had a shave in his life. Um, he just puts his head out doing, then it blows off, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one man who is supporting growth for Joe is, is Lois, and, uh, and you're attempting to do like a ZZ Top beard. I want to know what he's growing, though, Steve. That's what I want. What, it's what his is it? Beard. Well, I'm growing my beard, yeah. Now. It's got a few tints of grey in, as you can probably see coming through here soon, saying it's not all dark <laughs> like yours and... A little bit skunkish. But, uh, I, was, I, was in the, I was in the barber's the other day. Hey, Ravinelli there, Lowy. He said to me, you're going to have to put a bit of dye on that. <laughs> that chin there. <laughs> but no, yeah, no obviously chance. it's all for a great course and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put a link on there, Steve, later mm. if I can. Just, just give them to Tom O's page and, you know, any donations are welcome. It's for the research for... I can't pronounce that, uh, that the cancer he's got. But there's a few of us doing it now. It's um, you know it's up and down the country. They're trying to get more and more people involved in it, and it's all for a great course. But you know I think there's only two or three of the lads doing it, and uh, you know you, you sit down, you think to yourself, you know I'm at home and I miss going. You gotta do something. There's something you've gotta. Like, well, I can't grow my hair because, you know, I'm a bit vain and I like to make hair to be a bit short. But I thought, well, you know, the beard sends it in a little bit. I've, you know, I've grown it for about a month once, and, it, you know, it was quite long and patches of grey in there and whatnot. So, I, you know, it's going to be till the end of the season. I think it works out something like 13, 14 weeks. So, you know, it's all for a good course. I'm going to grow. It's going to be itchy. It's going to be... I'm, I'm, I'm looking it's on the internet itchy. now. It's shampoos and conditions. <laughs> it's going to have things stuff. growing in it. looking all them little but, men's uh, groomers and that, won't it? Yeah, so... Could what, you do look, me a favour? Could you make it look like, uh, do you remember Alexi Lalas? Do you remember that long oh, the little ginger beard he had? Yeah, yeah. And he twisted it round at the man, bottom. Little Fu Manchu, innit? <laughs> Effie Sodji. I'd be good at that, by the way, wouldn't I, Fu Manchu? He twisted it as well when we were at Berry and he used to put cotton... Cotton, cotton or a lazy yeah, band or something, like <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. But I, w- I won't be doing none of that. I'll just I'll just let it grow. I'll right. obviously Simran, you know, the neck part and stuff to keep it looking tidy. But yeah, and um, Max Power, one of Sangi's clients, he's grown his hair. Uh, Danny Holmes, by the way, he's got the biggest... He only has to grow his beard for the day and it's... it's out here. Lo- is that what he's grown? And the he's grown his Holmes beard, it? so it's, it looks like it's going to be a, a big <laughs> one. But as I say, it's all for a good course and, and that's the least we could do. I'd right? rather do a golf day. Because Max says to me, you're getting involved, Shanghai. Do you know what? So going into meetings, he said, the summer wind comes up, whatever. Yeah, he said, course, you're going into meetings looking all shaggy and whatever. He said, so listen, tell the kid. I said, I'll do a golf day, whatever. Whatever he wants me to organise that side. Well, there's donations as well. No one has to be yeah, doing exactly. what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. couple of quid in from just get his pot raised up and retweet it and tweet about it but I, you know you just put yourself in, in Joe's shoes and you you know the, the big smile on his kipper every time you see him and that, that spirit will carry him through and that's the, you know that's what you hope and pray for isn't it? Do you it? know what to be fair to him he's obviously a Mancunian isn't he and uh, I'm not too sure whether he's a Man United fan but some of them Manks are Man U and Man City lately aren't because yeah. the two of them are at the top <laughs> and whatnot. but I got him a shirt off Steve, a match worn shirt from one of the games the other week he signed a 2JT uh, get well soon best wishes obviously Steve even Gerard and sentiment and he was over the moon with it you know like regardless of you know the football and everything that goes with it he was like the main man stepped up to the plate 
Liverpool captain, England captain, and you know, obviously fully appreciates that you know the share for him because obviously there's loads of people sending shirts to him. United lads have sent him, you know, up and down the country. Now he's starting to get a little bit of recognition for the wrong reasons, in if, if yeah. you know, in a way, but mm. for the good reasons that you know it's a good course. Everyone's trying to help him out and you know get some research done for it, and hopefully Tom will be back playing for us in within within 12 months' time. Okay, well follow me on Twitter if you can, uh, Joe Thompson. Uh, is it just straight Joe Thompson? Or no, is it it's something? JJL. JJL7 Thompson, I think. No, JJL underscore Thompson, I think it is. And then there's there's, there's another one here, at Grow for Joe, at Grow number four, Joe. Okay, or hashtag Grow for Joe. So we've agreed, Lowy's growing a beard and you're growing a handlebar (laughs) moustache. I think I'll pull that off to be good. I think you could, actually. I was saying that's a good show to golf day, you know, we could obviously speak to a few of the lads. Do a big golf day, that'd be unbelievable. Get loads of prizes, big raffle, get loads of businesses, corporates corporates involved in the summer, that'd be unbelievable for them. I think it's amazing what he's done and come through. Look, we'll talk Tramir a little bit later on um, in the show. A lot of the back pages today before we get on to Liverpool and Everton, really giving it to Alan Pardew. Uh, Pardew heard on TV with his insults for, for Manuel Pellegrini. And uh, it shouldn't be funny, but it, but in many ways, Pellegrini, who's 60 years old, he's slamming him as, a, fella there, as, an, <laughs> as an old guy, isn't he? And then apologising afterwards. Um, it, does this happen every every game? All, all yeah. managers sort of <laughs> yeah, come definitely. out with this sort Do you know what? Stuff, would yeah, you know what makes me laugh? And, yeah, it's passionate. And and it's, it, the it jobs is. are on the line nowadays, Sangi. Of course they? they are. You know, that that's the thing, isn't it? And Pardew's at home, isn't he? So it's, it's obviously a little bit of a show for him. But what, what winds me up with that type of thing, though, is... He knows there's going to be cameras looking at him. He knows people are going to talk. He knows journalists are going to be asking the question, why would you ever put yourself in that position? It's just nonsensical to me. Why would you do that? I just don't think you what, would, would. Say you? what he said. Yeah. You know, if you say something right that's a little bit of banter, I don't know, say you get something, say he's got a funny walk or a squint or, I don't know, I'm just picking things you know, out my backside, skit him or have a little bit of yeah. banter with him. But he's... He's like attacked him with it. Was that was that before that goal got disallowed or afterwards? I think that was, was after the, the game. No, that wasn't. It was after the goal. After it, yes. Yeah. Straight away. Was he's it? obviously disappointed in that as well, and he. And I think Pardew obviously there's 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 things he's done in the past. You know, I think he pushed the linesman, didn't he, and got a big fine and suspended for it. And that. Do you know what? I think if that's just a Saturday afternoon game, and the sky cameras are not not there, that doesn't get blown out of proportion that doesn't it doesn't no one even talks about it no. unless someone is it like a reporter says oh well he said this or he said that because because the sky cameras are there now look there's nothing soft about these telly crew nowadays you can see at the end of the half time whistle they're right over there the camera's in the face the, the, the speaker's over the top and you can hear them saying to the linesman uh, to the referee you were wrong and the linesman was right so I think Obviously, the camera's not there. I think you'll learn now. You, you look at, like, the top managers. I'm not saying he's not a top manager, but you look at, like, the Mourinho's and Rodgers, even the Martinez of this world, that they're all covering them out with their hand nowadays because they don't want anything to get out of lip-reading or this or that because it happens and people are sitting there thinking, oh, did you hear what he said? I want to print this and say what he's done. And, and it does get blown out of proportion. So I feel for Pardew a little bit because he's probably angry, yeah. frustrated, Especially with the goal not being allowed, which was a, a joke well, what, for me. What about that goal? Because from a, a refereeing point of view, he's got a split second, hasn't he? Um, how does he come to that decision? And in fact, it was Tiote pretty unlucky. Yeah, I yeah, think he was unlucky. I, tweet, I actually tweeted and said, a strike like that, you leave it. And it was with his poor peg as well. well ju- just because the nature of the strike. You said because the strike well, was so good. Cool I mean, general. I said that tongue-in-cheek, you know, that it should stand just because of the quality of the strike on his, on his supposed poor peg. But here's my thing. He got. He has ta- any referee now 
you've got time to run over to the to the, the liner, speak to him. There's a fourth official. Yeah, there's a fourth official. Lowy, where he, you know, the fourth official. Say, listen, uh, what was the? Who's the guy? I don't know the refs. You should know the refs these days. It's all about them. He's, he's, a, he's a dummy ref, him. No, to be Whoever fair, he was. He's the one who gives the the, the, um, the ghost goal number. He said it went in. Oh, never. where was that? Uh, Gary Johnson was that? Was it Crystal someone? City years ago? Yeah, it was. Did he say it never went in? It never went in. It was and it, like, and it flew yeah. in. I it's the same. It's the same. It's Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Mike Someone Jones. tweeted okay, me so today and said I look yeah, like so, him. Yeah, <laughs> but you've got time, Steve, to go over. The fourth official, if he's doing his job, could just give you a little buzz in the ear and say, you know what? By the way, listen, he wasn't interfering. Joe Hart hasn't sniffed it. Give it as a goal. That just took me what three seconds. Yeah. It's not hard, so he therefore... He didn't even have to run over, did he, Sangi? No, he didn't have to, really. But what I'm saying is, what's the fourth official for? Because every football match I see, the fourth official stands there, and all he does is separate managers, and all he does yeah. is take abuse in his left or right ear. When he's got no control over the game, manager's like, what's that? Why hasn't he given that as a foul? And they're screaming at him. Yeah, but when they, when they are screaming at him, surely the referee on the pitch can hear. Yeah. Because they're screaming, he's got a microphone, the fourth yeah. official, and the, the ref out there well, must be aware maybe, of it. Maybe, I would course, argue yeah. not though, Steve, I'd argue not, because th then, if that's the case, that fourth official microphone's always got to be on. There's going to be some back crowd noise and all sorts of stuff going on in the ref's ear then. Surely it's got to be... That's the pleasure <coughs> button, yeah. Yeah, is that you, you Rubber so? Duck, come in? I yeah, one of do, them. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, one, two. <laughs> one, two, one, two, yeah, all that. <laughs> Surely, but, but my point is... What's his role? What's the fourth official role? Hold up, there's two minutes injury time and, and making a sub. Surely, he's, if he's an official, the fourth official, he's not the hired help, he's the fourth official, make a call on it and help the ref out and then as a nation we can all then see that yeah. as one of the goals of the season and applaud it and enjoy but it. he's far away from it, isn't he, the fourth official? He, I don't think he can... Yeah, but he's got a monitor, that's yeah. what I'm saying, is to turn oh, round. He can't use the monitors, can Yeah, but that would change but, the entire game, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, 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 but this is the thing, but if, if it's a problem then, because he, he's made the balls up there, hasn't he, the ref, yeah. well, why don't we use the monitor? Why don't yeah. we use the fourth official to give the ref you don't help? Know. To make key decisions when there's millions of pounds and there's livelihoods at stake and, the, and fans' attitudes Monday morning and work's at stake... Let's get it right. Listen, I know, I, for, I know for the fact that. There's, there's most of the premiership will have it because we had it last year at MK Dons. There's a link and, and the cameraman are watching these games and within 40, 50 seconds, you can have that shown right back down to someone's phone or the iPads and you see them all yeah. with the iPads and that now anyway and you'll know whether he's offside or mm. it's a bad tackle or whatever it may be within 40 seconds so yeah I agree with you on the monitor situation but then it's going to take it all out of you know if he's got his own little desk say for instance the back of the dugouts where no one can get to then maybe fair enough yeah bang have a little look at it yeah. but it's just getting the more that carries, if it, that carries on, it just gets blown more and more. You know, the goal line technology now is coming in, the mics. You know, for me, he didn't even have to walk, walk over to the lines. I Me mean, should have said, what did you see on that? And if the lines said nothing, I'd say, right, goal. goal yeah. But he's made the fuss of walking over to him. And then he's looked at Joe Hart. Joe Hart's thought, oh, get my hands up here. Then all of players have gone over to the lines were going saying what well, he's offside couldn't see could you can see you can hear Joe you can see Joe Hart visibly saying I couldn't see I couldn't see well he could see he just couldn't get nowhere near it yeah he didn't so, sniff it did he and with Alan Pardew 100% on everything in that game even what he said to him because he thought you know what sod you lot your budget's 50, 60 million, billion, trillion, zillion, whatever it may be. <laughs> a lot. Lines of two bob. You know, and I, I've just took it, you know, 1-1, one, one, maybe they'd gone on and got a, a win, who knows. They probably would have done. I think well, they'd played... Do you know what? I have to applaud Newcastle. I thought they were outstanding. Mm. I thought some of the, the brand of football they're playing now 
I know we all slaughtered the fact that there's loads of French players and this and that, and there's, I think Steven Taylor's maybe the only English one involved in there now, or, or certainly involved at the weekend, but some of the football they're playing is different yeah. class. And Kabai, by the way, what it a shows where they are in the league, they're sixth in the league, aren't they? Well, eighth, eighth, eighth in the league, 33 points, played 21, just behind Manchester United, well, four points behind Manchester United, but three points ahead of Southampton, so uh, they're, in a, they're in a pretty decent place. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because Pardew was the first manager under serious pressure at the start of the season, wasn't Starts, so it just shows you how they've rallied round, and, and well, again, the old adage of time to yeah. yeah, taking time to yeah. gel has certainly rang true for them there. Well, it also shows the importance of boards at football clubs, not not knee jerking. Uh, yeah. Sam Allardyce maybe yeah. is the same, yeah, maybe get things back on track now. Andy Carroll's come back into the fray for him. Uh, fans so often call for the head, don't they? Of the, of the manager, mm. it doesn't always that's another work reason the right for him way. to be yep. upset because he knows. Well, he said he'd lost. That's three three games on the bounce. He's lost, isn't he? You you can you lose five six games on the bounce. Guess what? You, you're under pressure. You could be getting a job. So that's why he's frustrated as well. Mm. So I, I'm with Alan Pardew 100 on every everything he's done. <laughs> yeah, Alan Pardew uh, and his Newcastle team losing yesterday to Manchester City. Uh, we're going to talk in the next part of the show because we're only a minute away from uh, from the break about Liverpool. And uh, me and Lowy had a really good chat about whether it was a penalty or not. Uh, Raheem Sterling yesterday. Uh, quick, and I mean quick, a minute each. Penalty, Lowe? Penalty, because it's a foul outside the box if he gives it, but what I said to you off air was it's bad defender from a defender. If that's a Kale, a John Terry, a uh, company, a top defender, a Carragher in his day, they don't put the right foot across there to even try and challenge for that ball. OK, and for you, Sangi? Transfer window, Steve, I didn't see you. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Busy right. in January, me son. On the Twitter, if you'd like to get involved, uh, Darren Jones has given the pair of you one last chance. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> need more, mate, need more Everton, Lowy. I'll give you one last chance. Abigail says she's asked her uh, a friend, a brother, to listen to it as well tonight. So, That's right, uh, Abigail. Go on, give it a shout out, Steve. We, we, we want to get our <laughs> listeners up. Word give is it a spreading. Twitter handle. Put a shout out. Come a, shout, on. A, a Twitter handle is uh, Abby underscore. TRFC underscore SWA. <laughs> oh, Abby, come on, um, girl, sort that out. <laughs> Copy says his extra time available as a podcast. Um, unfortunately, we're not that intelligent at the moment. But we're I not believe, big enough. We're not big enough. I believe yet, the, Steve. Sh- the show after us is. Does Jake well, do why it? Why Does it for a jet, son? Oh, it's Jake, Jake or maybe Matty tomorrow. So yeah, Listen, just Lowy, we'll check, have check the, on that, the City that. Talk website from uh, from Tuesday. It'll upset them. Um, James says Evertonians only talk about Liverpool anyway. Um, <laughs> and then a few more. Thanks very much for your communication. City Talk 105. Now, we're going to have a short break. Uh, give us your thoughts, first of all, on that penalty shout for Raheem Sterling yesterday. As well as that, we're going to talk uh, with John Bradley for a couple of minutes a little bit later on and get his thoughts on Aidan McGeady, John's our Russian football expert. Called that last year. Did you? Yeah. OK. I remember. Back after this break. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back. 23 minutes past five. It's extra time until six o'clock. All in the game with Dave Downey and uh, brilliant Neil Atkinson after six. They'll give you a different dimension on football uh, from then. Uh, remember Abigail, who tweeted us last week to well say she in, was Abby. having a, a tattoo? <laughs> Here it is. Oh, she's tweeted a tattoo to us. That says, oh, low forever, that, does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's joined up, Ryan. I can't read. What's it say, Steve? Translate TRFC. that. TRFC. <laughs> 
she's got a she's got an SWA <laughs> already. Uh, uh, she's covering her body in uh, in Let's not say Ryan Law on the cheek of her bottom. Memor- that tell you, I'll be uh, <laughs> having words with Abigail there. All right. As for some thoughts on uh, on the penalty shout yesterday with Raheem Sterling, uh, I'll give you my thought in a moment. Alan Jones says, um, "What did he say? Uh, would you have said the goal? Would you have said the goal was allowed if you weren't Reds? To be honest, the same with the Sterling penalty. Uh, ha ha ha. Richie Shields, uh, harsh pen, but look at City and Chelsea games. Got a lucky break. Swing some roundabouts. Uh, Robbie, uh, penalty all day long from where I was standing, albeit a Scottish one. <laughs> <laughs> Very good indeed, because it was it was labelled, of course, a Spanish penalty by the by the referee. Now you heard what Louis said before the break. I said to him off air. The game's coming to something when those well, are giving is. us penalties. So you, you, I haven't you, seen. I wish you, I'd have you seen. A, I haven't seen. I well, can't you get give a bit of look. I'll, I'll try and find it on YouTube for you. You get a bit of luck in games. Fair enough. I'm a Liverpool fan. I like them to win, but I do want the game to be played properly. Now, the exact replica of this situation was was in the League Cup with Sunderland and Manchester United. Cleverly sticks out his leg. Johnson goes over it. Um, it it's one of those where the faintest bit of contact now You're within the box. Down. The, the attacking players going down. And, and always the referee or the officials are on the side of the attacking players, it seems. And it's a split It's a split decision from the referee, isn't it, to make his mind up, bang there, then or the linesman. Now, as a forward-type player, you're waiting for someone to commit a foul to you or to try and win the ball back. And then the minute you get contact, like Sestail, and I'm not saying he dived or he played it, but... What's the defender doing? No one's mentioning defender in it, Sangi. Yeah. But if you see 100%. in a minute, right, you'll see the defender. He's he's facing towards his goal, like towards the fans by the byline. Raheem Sterling's there. Instead of him trying to put his left leg out to stop maybe a cross and it ricochets out for a corner, he'd have been happy with it. He's not. He's put his right foot across. So therefore, his right foot's gone in onto Sterling's tie. Over he goes, bang, penalty. And from the handle referee, he's looking at him, he's thinking, it's a blatant pen. He's put his foot out. He ain't got the ball. If he, if he gets the ball and it goes out for a corner, the ref probably gives a mm. corner and goes, get up. Yeah. But he didn't. And for me, as I said before, I'm sticking with what I said. If it's a top defender, a top defender doesn't commit commit like that and they don't get a penalty but fortunately who was it Lowy Shawcross no it was um, the centre half I'll tell you his name now Wilson Wilson oh yeah who's bang average anyway let's have it right <laughs> no, he, he had an awful yes. game didn't oh, he he's terrible yeah. he's not Premier League standard, oh, that little loopy head I, mean? I saw I, the goal I, the I first there was, one there was yeah, no element of, of Sterling playing for it but there, there was certainly wasn't much sort of um I don't know. There didn't seem much fairness in, in, yeah. in the decision. Well, let, well, let's talk about him playing for it, Steve, right? What you just said there. You've said that sort of... In well, a... the likes of Michael Owen admitted, admits to playing for penalties. Neil Mellor did as yeah. well. You know, See, good strikers, good attacking players. Yeah. You said that's part of their game. But here's the thing. In, in the current day and age, we've got Twitter and, and Facebook and all this stuff where people converse over technology. We want as many talking points as possible. But let's have it right. Centre forward drawing a foul in the box or around the box is a skill and an art in itself. So if Raheem Sterling's drawn a foul, he's gone down a bit cheaply and won a penalty. Why isn't he allowed to do that? Because your, your comment on him there was a bit, well, I mean, he's gone down a bit, as if it, it's Raheem Sterling's fault. Oh, sure. no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm, well, I'm saying, you know, strikers, I'm saying strikers do, 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 look do, do tend to look for that a lot more. But I'm why shouldn't what, the, they? the referees don't, Really tend to take into this uh, this into account. I'm probably not getting my argument across. Right, and, well, no, I but know you said. I, yeah, I, I just think it's yeah, some yeah, very yeah. very soft decisions. Yeah. Given. Look, I, I was happy. Liverpool went three yeah. two up, but I've I've seen that twice in a week now. Penalties given where yeah. you, you think if that was somewhere else on the pitch, I, I doubt it would have even been a foul in in many cases. But but, but that you know the, here's the thing is the, there's the rules of the game and who enforces the rules of the game. The players don't. The officials do. 
So if you're a player, I remember years ago when I was uh, coming through at Evan, there was a lad called Michael McDonough, played for England, he's a year younger than me, Macca. Unbelievably good striker, sharp as a tack, great finisher. And he said to me, you're playing Man City at Platte Lane in the, uh, in the A team and B team as it was then, the A team. And he says to me, he said, Tank, I'll get you the pen today, kid. He said, you haven't scored for a couple of games, bit of banter. He said, I'll get you the pen. I said, but I'm due one son. I said, get us on it. I said, I might miss it. I said, but get me on it. He went, no problem. Ten minutes in. Like I said, it's an ability. He draws a foul, and he had the best flop, dive, call it what you will. He runs into like, boom, spread eagle on the floor, pen, bump straight away. And he got up and he winked at me, and I went, that was unbelievable, son. I've slotted it, thankfully. And he said to me, when do you want another one? I said, just get me three today if you want. And he couldn't <laughs> quite draw the next foul. But the point is, the officials officiate, that's their job. If they can't see it, I, I, see, I don't think that would be calling the player well, it's, a cheat. It's, it's important to say, I'm not, I'm not saying Sterling was cheating or no, going, I, or going see, down. No, I don't think I, you can. I, 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 I think it's... It's a 50 50. Oh, I think it's, it's, you've got to use cheap, that. It's a cheap penalty to give away. Mark Hughes was looking there saying, you know, obviously the ref's bought, he's in front of 3,000 fans, and, you know, the ref's got, oh, I'm giving it. But then, you know, when he looks at it, as a man, he's a manager, top manager for me. He's a good coach, being a top player in his day. He'll look at that, and I, I, I guarantee you now he'll have words with that Wilson and say, could you not put your foot out there, though, for next time? Because it is cheap penalty. Yeah, Can yeah. you just try and jockey him and send him? Exactly. Keep, Get keep your body in the way. Block keep the cross. Him, yeah. Keep him going down the line. Mm. And, you know, if you force mm. a corner, you force a corner. If it comes across, keep it come out and parry it. Whatever it may be. Yeah. I think he will have words with him about it because it's terrible defending as well for me. Well, he, he's a full-back, isn't he? So he's probably in the wrong <laughs> position anyway. He plays centre-half, uh, does he? I, I think for Ireland he, he plays to, to play on the yeah, left side of. He has been the same. Well, he started. He started Portsmouth. So he's got his centre half mainly. Thinks wasn't it Cameron who played right half? No, he played centre half at Shawcross, didn't he? Yeah, I think no, Cameron. No, he did played. yesterday. I'm saying, but more oh, naturally, yeah. he's he's played as a fullback, Pass. hasn't he? Um, so it's right. He, he got... had an absolute torrid game, <laughs> and particularly you spoke about the Suarez goal. Yeah, and how worried. I mean, this ball bounces high. It was a Stoke goal, wasn't it? Because it was just a whopping <laughs> long kick. And then all of a sudden he panics, and Suarez is thinking, this is mine. Well, this is it, because he knows he's thriving on it. You know, managers say to you, even at our level, play on him. He's the weak link, or, you know, let him have the ball. He can't ping a 30 yards. He, he's going to kick it back to you, or he'll try and do a creep. And Suarez has known what, what this Wilson's going to be like, because he'll have had information on him. He'd probably watch clips of them. And he's probably thought, you know what, I'm going to gamble on him. I'm going to start and play on him as much as I can. Sure, crosses, yeah. All right, he's he's not a bad defender. He'll put his foot in where mm. it hurts. He'll pull his head in. Wilson's a, a little bit different. And you can see, <laughs> Suarez just fears the life out of every defender. He's thinking, I'm running at you. And he's going, oh, he's going to head this back. Suarez, before he's even jumped and headed the ball, Suarez on his way towards the keeper. And then he's had the intelligence to just go, right, let these two clack into each other. And I'm just going to slide this ball underneath them. And that's what he does. And that's why he's world class. Yeah, Keystone Cops. Just a few thoughts on on those penalties. Mick says, uh, Mick 57, Liverpool have had the most penalties gained in the Premier League. Blue knows, he will say <laughs> with, a, with 119. <laughs> uh, Guinea says what comes around goes around, uh, evens out, uh, as well as that. Eto's on Suarez was uh, the same. Uh, a few of you giving your thoughts uh, on that. There's a couple of Tramay ones here. We'll get to those a little bit later on. Uh, Liverpool, 22 goals for Suarez. Now, can he hit 40? 40 in a league season? Yeah, why not? Yeah, that would, be, that would be a record, wouldn't it? Well, His percentage rate at the moment is better than Ronaldo's, isn't it? From last season, which was... Ridiculous. So did oh, Ronaldo score 60 or something in the season? Something mad, yeah. I mean, it's just Ronaldo's different planets. Anybody think Suarez this season is so, you know, we'd, we'd seen seasons gone by, you'd seen his world class talent, but this season, given the late start he'd had as well, it's just ridiculously impressive what he's doing. 
Absolutely who, unbelievable. Who was that fellow we were talking about, Suarez, for the Ballon d'Or, weren't we, a few weeks ago? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah has he gone quiet? What, what was his, his name? name? Was it, was he, what was his name? Come on, well, Steve. You'll remember. He, he probably to, listens he and he probably knows. So tweet us back in. You, yeah, he's he saying knows, about yeah. no chance for Suarez for the Ballon d'Or. So if he carries on this ratio he's got, yeah. Until, obviously, end of the season, is he a candidate? I don't think he's tweeted in since that fella, has he, Lloyd? No, we killed him after me. No, we're, we're, we're willing to be killed whenever we do something wrong. Yeah. So you'll have, yeah, exactly. have to accept yeah. it. If we you get it all yeah, the time. It's, it's right. We get that much stick. It's uh, unbelievable. Just, just on that train of thought, he, he's probably nearly done enough already, hasn't he, to well, be considered season, as, as, as a Ballon d'Or contender? Season. Yeah. He, he gets it. If, if it's yeah. season to season, it finishes in May, April, whenever it, mm. whatever it may be. He gets it now. Just on what he's done already. Even January. if he's not in the Champions League, is that a big yeah. consideration? Do you well, think? Probably, yes. Yeah. Probably but, is. But, but here's what I'd say. Do you know what I'd say, Lowy, about you know, like lads who've won the Ballon d'Or in the past. You'll get like a you know a finisher. He'll be getting little box goals, six. And listen, they're all important. I know they are. But what I'm saying with Suarez, the reason for me it sets him apart is the quality of his goals have been stupid. You know, we talked about the ones last season at Newcastle, the one, the one he took out the sky, controlled it, slotted it. Yeah. Um, from an Enrique pass, yeah. unbelievable yeah. goal. So the quality of his goals are ridiculous, and that's what you sit up and take notice. If you've got a little bit of a poacher star player, maybe a Michael Owen, I don't know, whoever, who'll get loads of goals inside the six-yard six box. box yeah. yeah, he's going to be... You know, he'll get to sort of 25, 30, maybe by a January, February, if he ever did that. And people will go, oh, look at him. But the quality of Suarez's goals, people are talking about him right from the off because it's just supreme talent, joy to watch, isn't but it? But also, just because he's not in the Champions League, which is the best league in the, in the world at the moment? Well, we're going to say it's ours, but it's actually... It's the Premier League, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah only because cause we it, say it is. In the is Spanish right? League, there's only a couple of teams, isn't he? Yeah. You look at the Premier League this season, especially now. It's the best league in the world. It looks like it. The German, the German League looks German pretty good, doesn't it? pretty good as well, yeah. The, uh, that's coming to the forte. Yeah, and, and obviously that's why you've got Ronaldo, Messi and Ribéry in there. But for me, if it's season to season, he, this man, Suarez, is definitely going to get it. Now, I don't know how it works from... Is it from January to January? So I'm, I'm absolutely not sure, to be honest. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's announced it, today, isn't it? It's either it may be. Now, Ribéry, Ronaldo unlucky, or Messi. The unlucky thing is, now, if Suarez doesn't do a tap from now until the end of the season, <laughs> he won't even be nominated for it for next season because it's. I think it's January to January, isn't it? Thank you, right, yeah. And he hasn't he hasn't taken any penalties either. No? That's even more so. You're thinking, goodness me, Ronaldo takes the penalties for his club. Free kicks, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tries to add in his own corners as yeah. well. <laughs> Last Liverpool player to finish the, uh, the Premier League top score. Robbie Fowler, was it? No. Wasn't him, was it? Michael Owen. I think it was Owen, wasn't it? It was Owen, yeah. yeah I think Robbie did it. Right the Twitter right. article tells I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Guinea, you know your stuff. You want to send us an answer on that, <laughs> please do. But I, I think it was uh, Michael yeah, Owen. It was, yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Michael Owen won the Ballon d'Or and he wasn't in the Champions League, says so Robbie. There, there you go. go. Uh, Steve, just this season alone, didn't put the first half of the conversation, so I'm not sure what he was talking about there. <laughs> um, yeah, what else was going to talk about? Just in terms of Liverpool yesterday, uh, win when they play poorly. And that, that seems to be the Sound case. Three team. games. Was it, were they playing poorly yesterday? Is that fair enough to say? The back five won't be happy, will they? No, because they can see the goals, haven't they? And, you know, they'll be looking at it and analysing and thinking, well, you know, if they're going to go on and finish in the top four or in the top two, wherever we we're trying to finish, then, you know, obviously that side of it needs to be sorted out. But for me, you know, it's three points on the board, regardless of how many goals have gone in either end. You know, the most important thing is the three points. And if they keep performing the way they have done, grinding out results like that at Stoke you know last season the season before Liverpool had lost that game so 
you know, I think we're, uh, we're going right in the right direction at this moment in time. And it felt that way, didn't it? When they went 2-0 up and then by half-time it was 2-2, you were thinking, this this is Liverpool of old. Well, it's yeah, a sort and, of capitulation. Th- even, even myself, I was on a text to me mate, Darren, the blue nose who he's been on to before, and he's texted me, ha-ha, and all this and all that. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? It probably will stay 2-2 now, you know what I mean? And he's texted back saying, oh, you're horrible, he's just cheated for a dive, and whatever else. But sometimes that's the luck you need. And, you know, we've got the luck and then you, you, you move on again and... You know, but there was a, you know, the goalkeeper at one point for the for Walters' third one, although it didn't mean nothing at the end. But I think he'd be disappointed with that because there's been a few little hiccups. And do you I think, think the problem the he had at Man City? Do you think that sort of festered with him because he had a problem then at Chelsea and again that like one about him. yesterday? He comes out and people have been saying, oh, he's had a good season up to now. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter up to now. It matters at the end of the season. So I think. You know, he's a top pro, he's a top goalkeeper. I think he'll analyse it now and, and think, well, do you know what? I've made, I don't know, four or five mistakes throughout the season. That's it, no more. I'm allowed maybe one more or two coming off a deflection or whatever it may be. And I think he's the type of character and the type of keeper that can, can stop it. Where you get some keepers, Calamite, you're a bit, oh, same again. God, that's gone over it. That's done this again, done that. I think he's a keeper that can learn from it. And, and make himself even better. Yeah, because he, he, he seems mentally strong. The yeah. one thing about his game that I think is really interesting, doesn't want to catch the ball. You, you know, and that's typical of keepers these days, isn't it? Would much prefer to try and punch the ball clear. You, when, when a team's defending, would they not prefer to see their keeper get hands on the ball oh, and without, stop and yeah. stop playing? Without, 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 yeah. Without, yeah. But Come then you go, it, yeah. you're going back to the poor decisions from referees and linesmen. And, you know, some, if, a, if he's coming out for a ball there for I say yesterday and crouches underneath him, and next thing he comes down and he drops the ball and crouches head. Is the ref going to give a foul? Probably not. So he's probably thinking, well, to get it out the way, get it out the box, bang, he can't score from here. So it's it's up and down that one for me. I th- I'd love, you know, as a defender, if I was a defender, I'd love me keeper to catch it and go. Is your, is your keeper more sort of trained to punch the, the, no, the balls the, the out? Both, and the balls, like he... sometimes when we say to Fonas, can you grab and he goes, yeah. get it out the way. It's, too yeah, big, it's decision making. It's yeah. like any any position on the pitch, Stephen. As a forward, does Lowy get hold of it? Does he pop it off first time? You know, do you shoot there? Do you dink it? Do you cross it? It's just decisions. And but definitely with keepers, you see more of one than yeah. the other, don't you? Yeah, it's, I think you're right. Tough. Yeah, it's tough for the keepers, I think, because I, I, I stand on the keepers from corners against, and I'm terrible. I'm in and out of them and <laughs> pushing them, and I'm open. He just drops one in front of me, so I can turn and spin on it and score. If I can't, but the least that. is to distract them, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, distract them. And the nine times out of ten, you just want to get it out the way because you mm. can't score outside. Well, unless it's a thunderbolt, you, you're not scoring from outside the box, especially if one of your defenders running. So there's loads of things that can come where he might be thinking, if I can punch this 30 yards, which he possibly can. Mm. Guess who's on the end of it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, bounces into Sterling yeah. or, or Suarez. Right, we're going to have to take a break here. Um, so quickly before we do, Liverpool for top four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oof, yeah. that was a bit confident, Louis. I think I'm so. I'm quietly confident. Yeah. Okay, quietly confident. We're going to talk Everton next. Uh, our second complaint of the show has come from Robbie. I thought this was the blue room. Uh, no, it's not, Robbie. Uh, we do tend to alternate between <laughs> Liverpool and Everton <laughs> chat. Uh, 60% yeah. of the show is talking about Liverpool. Hashtag typical. Oh, uh, who's, that, who's having a moan there? <laughs> so we are going to come back and talk about Everton. We're going to get John Bradley on the line, and he's going to tell us uh, a little bit about the new boy, because he's come from the Russian league, Spartak Moscow, Aidan McGeady. And uh, and Bradder speaks a bit of Russian, so maybe if we can think oh. of some lines for him so to maybe say in Russian. Russian. I speak a bit of Russian, yeah. A bit like um, yeah. a Ryan Lochan or something like yeah. that. We'll, we'll get him on the We're line next. In Russia. <laughs> okay, back in a moment or two. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Okay, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's uh, 17 minutes to uh, 
uh, six o'clock. We've got our resident uh, Russian football expert and also presenter of Saint and Snods, uh, John Bradley on the line. Hi, John. Hi, mate. Uh, so, all that, you know, breaking down in the tunnels. It should be fineable. Who? What? Wait, wait. It should be fineable, anyone who breaks down in the, in the Mersey tunnel. Oh, you're having a bit of a, <laughs> a travel disaster. Right? Most frustrating thing in the world. Brothers, we've got something for you. Yeah, we've got a little message for you. Hang on. Come on, Sangi. What does that mean, brothers? I couldn't hear it. Sorry. I've been practicing on Russian. Do you do it in Scouse? Practicing on Russian throughout the break. Privet John Kakti. What does that mean? I couldn't. Sorry, say that again. Privet John Kakti. He's sitting in the middle. He's sitting in the middle, John. Is it Russian you speak? French. I've got to speak English. Well, let's do it in Spanish. Hola, John. Que tal? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, Doesn't get that one either. <laughs> right, well, this, this oh, was is the that big. What you were saying, you're asking me how. Privet, John, Cacti. Excelente. I've gone, now, son, I've gone. Move on. <laughs> well, That's what, all I've got, me locker. <laughs> whatever Sangi was saying, it didn't work, did it? You need to work on that pronunciation. <laughs> All right, well, oh, um, I love this. Yeah, you are our, our Russian man, and, uh, and you do loads of Russian football commentary. Uh, yeah. Aidan McGeady, eh? What do you think? Um, mm, <laughs> uh, what I will say uh, is that you wouldn't uh, and you couldn't have met a lad who, who went over to Russia, really embraced the challenge, took it on, threw himself into it wholeheartedly, um, and went and played for the most inconsistent club in Russia, in terms of the size of the club and what they are, uh, they should have been a lot better than they have been in recent seasons. Uh, but he learned the language, he threw himself into it, worked ever so hard on the pitch. The problem was is that the end product wasn't always there, but he was very popular amongst the fans, and that's saying something uh, about some of the players they've had there recently because they can get after their players at Spartak. Uh, but the fans really liked him and respected him. Uh, and I had a lot of respect for him for the way that he went over and, and threw himself into life in which he learned the language. I was fortunate enough to be uh, in the Luzhniki Stadium last year before they played Celtic. And uh, Aidan McGeady was put up for the press conference and sort of, you know, the, he was introduced and all the Scottish hats sat down and waited, to, waited for him to start speaking. The Russian press asked the question, it was translated into English, and he just answered straight off in Russian. And there was a collective gasp among all, <laughs> all the British press, thinking, wow, you know, how did he learn that? So, really good guy, you know, and I think will come to Everton, work his socks off and try harder for the team. As I say, the one thing that let him down in Russia was them products. Okay, wait, so Louis, do you so know what about him? Lack of quality then, brothers? <laughs> Coming from the red, answer it wisely, John. Listen, I don't think it's a lack of quality. I think his main problem is sometimes that he'll beat a man and then he'll come back and try and beat him again. Yeah. Uh, and it can frustrate forward. Oh, in the middle. that's he's, frustrating you know, He's a classic well, yeah. winger in terms of that. But he, he worked really hard out there. He tries. He'll never let you down in terms of work rate. But like any winger, you know, his final ball isn't the best. You could say the same about Raheem Sterling at Liverpool. You could say the same about Ryan Giggs, you know, at Manchester United when he was playing on the wing. I think it's natural for any winger, isn't it, that the final ball isn't always there. If it was, they, you know, you're talking about players that would be costing £80 million, Cristiano Ronaldo, mm. wouldn't you? How, how good's mm. the Russian league, John? Just, to, just as uh, a thought, as a transfer from there to... How would you compare it in, in England? Well, Zenit... Um, 
Then it, uh, uh, like obviously the, the the big rich club, but can't attract the top top class players. I mean, you know, they're talking about them signing Ezekiel Garay and, and Rodrigo from Benfica for a collective 30, 30, 35 million. So what is uh, it? Championship? No, La Liga. What you've got is then it would easily come into the Premier League and would finish in the top seven or eight. I would say CSKA Spartak would be a mid-table Premier League club, lower mid-table Premier League club. Uh, and then the ones below that are championship level and maybe even League One down at the bottom. There is a massive golfing class from the top clubs in Russia to the bottom clubs in the Russian Premier League. Zenit obviously have the finances because the bank rolled by Gazprom. Uh, John, we've got to chop you off. We got you on late. Apologies. Thanks for coming on. Just before you go, just say, um, I love extra time on a Monday in Russian. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Paul. <laughs> I'll sit down and word out for now. Privet, John, Kakti. Oh, you're worse than Sandy. Privet, John, Kakti. Bye, brothers. I thought he was fluent. Oh, he's great, oh, brothers. Oh, I love him. He's great, but he's not fluent, is he? <laughs> um, Do you know what? On that Aidan McGee, I've spoken to a few people who are not quite happy with that signing now. What's it cost? What's the transfer fee, Lloyd? You know? It's a loan fee, isn't it? Oh, is it a loan, is it? It's a loan. I think it's a loan um, fee. A Sangi, yeah, I think he's... Four years, four we're getting year a four, four years, I'll, I'll well, try I'll tell you what, the if they give him a big four-year contract, I wouldn't have been giving him that, because for one, you know, with all due respect to the Scottish Premier League, you know, Martinez his men, Everton are doing extremely well in the Premier League and are fighting for top four. Yeah, um, permanent deal. Is it? Permanent deal, yeah. Uh, this is on the Guardian website. Pre-contract. Uh, now, look, whether he's going to change and Martinez gets a little bit out of him, says, look, once you beat one or two, you know, because I think it's it's managerial material as well. I think, you know, McGeady, yeah, fast pace, he can take one or two players on. But as Brad is saying there, if he chops back onto the left foot, Lukaku and whoever's attacking that box, you're not going to be quite happy about that because you're half a yard and you want the ball in the box. So maybe Martinez is going to work on this with him. And drill in some like he's done with the majority of the Everton team because the you know they're a different team, aren't they now under, under Martinez what they've been under Moyes. But I might be proven wrong, but I think for for Everton who are pushing on to try and get in the top four, I don't know is he a big enough sign? And, and also he looked a little bit he looked a little bit overweight when he was produced onto the pitch on on Saturday. I'm not too sure. I was going to ask Brad is that then is that the way he's being of late? You know sometimes mm. it's deceiving, but. I think you may need to shed a, a few pounds to to, uh, to get back into the Premier League. Don't listen, Blues. It's just Lowy meddling again with your heads. <laughs> no, three. <laughs> Must be the Russian... Uh, what do they eat in, Rus in Russia? Uh, Russian broth. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, um, on that sorry, that's... Steve. Sorry. Are you going to give me 200 grand tax-free as well? I'll go and learn Russian. <laughs> yeah. Financially. Oh, we... Privet, Lowy, Kakti. Yeah. <laughs> get back to you. It worked for him, didn't it? Um, just in terms of signing players as well, and actually losing players, because there aren't many out-and-out -out strikers, are there? So someone like Roberto Martinez, he's looking for goals. Uh, a lot of the clubs are signing these players who are who are winger-esque, aren't they? Liverpool have got an abundance of players yeah. who can play on, on either flank. I've said that we said it last week on the show. I, I'm surprised no premiership teams come for that. Danny Ings has, yeah. He's 21 years of age. I, I, I read somewhere on Saturday that Liverpool were interested in him. Yeah, we, I, I've heard that. But with all due respect to, to Everton and Liverpool, different, you know, Liverpool have got a few forwards now. You know, you mm. look at Lago Aspas, who's, who's sitting, who, you know, warming the bench and whatnot. So he's our, you know, he's our standing. If anything happens to Suarez or, or Sturridge, if you like, I think Everton but, are looking for that type of goal scorer. They, they haven't quite done it over the years, have they? I remember they were linked with Ricky Lambie when he was banging him in the championship. Mm. Um, 
Is the other forward you were linked with Jordan Rhodes? They never quite got him. You know what I mean? Was was it a, was it a gamble? Maybe it was. But someone like Danny Ings, who scored twenty goals in the championship, you know, he's a lively type of character as well. He's someone who you can maybe use right age as well to come off some you know little flicks off the likes of um, Lukaku getting in the box. You know, I'm not trying to tell Martinez how to, to sign players or what type of players to get, but. If it's not going to be Everton, someone needs to sign him because he's producing the goals. He's a goal scorer, and that's what he's doing in the championship. So mm. for me, 21 years of age, I think he said ideal age. Go and give him a four-year contract, double his wages. It won't going to be much. You know, you could have yourself a player. One for the future. Jelovic looks like he's going to halt seven oh, yeah, and a half million pounds. Wow. Looks like a brilliant deal. Whoever is, wow. is in charge of Everton who's conducted that is that's amazing, isn't it? Unbelievable. I mean to make a profit oh, when you say make a profit on obviously his wages and everything else comes into effect, but to pay was was it five and a half million for him? And now to get seven and a half, is that, am I right with that? Somewhere around there? Again, Twitter will tell me. <laughs> You're asking us questions we don't know today. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, your budget to go yeah. and get him. Exactly. to go and get someone like him all in, isn't it? Exactly. That's the thing is, I was just, you took the words out of my mouth, Louis. The question then you've got to ask is, will that seven and a half million pounds be better spent on somebody like Danny Ings or a Jordan Rhodes even, who's been yeah. prolific in the championship? You know, would it be best served, spent on somebody like that where you can develop him into a top flight Premier League player? Look at Jay Rodriguez. You know, Southampton yeah, take him. He goes in from Burnley as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's he's gone and done it. He's played for England, albeit in the wrong position on his one and only cap so far. But my point is, he's um, he's he's gone and done it. Our Steve's just told me five, five million pounds says on his Wikipedia page. So to get a two and a half million pound profit on the transfer fee. Is incredible on a, on a player who's stalled really for the he's last stalled, you know, season. Uh, the only thing I can say in in in, in the in the defence for Hull paying that money, so not Evan, not not to defend Evan. Evan are going to try and get as much as they can for for any uh, you know for a crab, aren't they? If they, if they get, yeah, it's, it's, it's just business in it. But the thing is, when he first came, he was prolific, and I know what loads of managers are like Steve. Loads of managers will look at Yelovich and go, "Well, Steve Bruce has obviously done it," and say, "I believe enough in my management managerial ability to get the best out of this kid to get him back." to that form yeah. that he showed when he first came so I'll speak to the kid I'll speak to his agents I'll get to understand why he was flying when he was flying yeah. and why he's not flying now he'll have had those chats and then he'll, he'll, as well yeah and him. he'll have judged the seven and a half million quid yeah. I, I, I'm happy with what I hear about the player I'll, I'll take him on Okay, let me go through some some of these tweets because uh, people have got the wrong end of the stick on a variety of things here. Uh, Mick says Suarez ain't in the running for the Ballon d'Or. We know he isn't, Mick. It's it's obvious he isn't. We're talking Maybe about he's, be, talking he's about been next, listening next, to talk sports. Next year. Mick, hey, listen, on, Mick, um, Mick you, you've got to switch off <laughs> Merseyside and get on here all yeah. the time now, between the two. Robbie was blacklisted a minute ago for saying uh, there wasn't enough blue, but blue on. But he said Monday moan. I can't even get my facts right. Sorry, boys. Unlike Mike Jones, <laughs> I can admit when I, <laughs> I, I'm wrong. Good lads, Robbie. We like um, that. We like I wish that. my Mate, yeah, yeah. Dad, send the same, same tweet as well. on the ground, him now. Martin Handley uh, wants to go nose-to-nose with uh, with Lowy. At last, Everton get a mention. As for Lowy talking about weight, pot and kettle. Well, I have to say, Lowy's the fittest-looking thing I've ever Listen. seen. He's like a whippet. Uh, Where's so our I webcam? I don't know where that's going. <laughs> Actually, do you know, we can turn this webcam on, and you can get it in startling quality. That'll be next week. We'll, we'll turn I'll give you the Suarez next week. Okay, your mate John Paul Dry. I'm back, Sangi and Lowy. Uh, <laughs> knew you'd be missing me. How many of Suarez's goals have been against teams in the top half? Uh, and then he goes on to say, Ballon d'Or is World Player of the Year, so World Cup next year. Can't see Suarez winning it. 20 goals against bottom half teams. <laughs> I tell you what, so negative. So, so is he negative. Is he fun? Uh, <laughs> right. And then uh, Mix just popped in. Uh, City Talk's just as bad as Sky Sports, BT Sport and Match of the Day. Bitter, deluded uh, Reds. Oh, he's getting blocked, him. Oh, stop <laughs> blocking him. Do <laughs> Google, I played for Evan. 
<laughs> I love it. Look, we've just got two minutes to talk to Tramay. I wanted to talk more about them because, um, you know, what 1-1 one, one at the weekend and, and there's still lots of things to sort out. Uh, your manager's talked about maybe releasing another player to get a, a player in again. A yeah. um, few names linked at the moment. How's, how's the feeling? Yeah, the, the camp's really okay, to be honest with you, Steve. Obviously, we were disappointed on Saturday, you know, at the end of the game. We, we, were, we thought we could have, you know, nicked three points off them. But as the gaffer said and stressed in his interviews, you, you can't play 45 minutes miles away from each other. You know, it's a team, you're a mm. unit, you've got to be together. Um, first half was just weren't, weren't acceptable, really. And second half, we went out and showed what we can do. But I think it's just about putting, you know, an 80-minute game together. You know, although it's 90 minutes or 94 minutes. But I'm saying, you know, you may be able to ride a little bit of luck. 10 minutes of you there and everywhere. But we need to up the ante a little bit now to try and get out this out this little bit of a mess we're in. And, and we need seven home games. I think we've got uh, 11 home games. I think we need seven wins. OK, well, Lee says, need a good performance for Saturday, just need to sort the defence out, then we're great, super white army. Alan Jones noticed Robbo wasn't happy on Twitter. Uh, well, no players are when they well, get just, taken uh, off, are just, they, really? Just, I mean, just on that, you know, there was a little bit of thing of Robbo, you know, we, he, 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 you know, we come out on Twitter and he had a little go at a fan. I, you know, I spoke to Robbo and Sangi's obviously his agent, he spoke to him. That's not meant in any malice way whatsoever. Robbo's disappointed he's come off the pitch, he, he wants... You know, everything the best for Tramia Rovers, and, and he's disappointed when he come off the pitch like everyone is. You know, do you want him to come off clapping thumbs to everyone? Yeah, he'll clap the fans because he loves them and he adores them, but of course, going to be an happy coming off the pitch. He wants to stay on there and try and help the team win. And, you know, as a few fans got on his back a little bit, and, and Robbo was just the type of guy to, yeah. to say what he feels. But look, I'm speaking on behalf of Robbo and his agent sitting yeah. there that he didn't need no malice in it at all, and, and he's 100% with the lads, and, and that's what happens. No one talk about it again in the dressing room because it's banter, and that's what that's the way it goes, and it's forgot about, and he moves on to Saturday. Okay, we've got to call it quits. Three minutes to six. We're going to have the webcam on next week to just <laughs> just show how athletic Lord's <laughs> looking at the moment. Uh, the final word to Dave, who says, "Great show, lads. Thanks very much." Well, good, in, Dave. At least there's someone out there who appreciates this <laughs> this rabble. There's a far more uh, structured hour to come your way with Neil Atkinson and Dave Downey, and they're up with all in the game, which is next. This is extra time on City Talk 105.9.